Amen. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. My name is Pastor Tony Knight. I bring you greetings live from Christ Community Church of Vineland, New Jersey. Hey, hey. We're saving souls and changing lives. Amen. Thank you for chiming in this morning. Amen. And or whatever time it is, or wherever you are located, we appreciate you greatly. Hey, Tracy McGinnon, and hey, Lalisa and Natasha, how you doing? Thanks for chiming in, ladies. Appreciate you so much. All right, listen, we have been talking about don't pull out on your investment. And it's amazing what we've been learning, right? A lot of times people just think their investment, a lot of times, is only just financial, but financial is included as well. And, of course, we don't want to pull out on those as well. And listen, you have your your own life and you have your children and you have your spouse, all right, of the opposite sex. And you have your your friends, all right, and you have family. All right, and you have to know when to make the necessary adjustments so that it doesn't harm you in no way, shape, or form. Now, the Bible does say that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rise up against you in judgment, God shall condemn. Uh, so when things happen, it, 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 it's just not going to prosper. Amen. But there are conditions that you're going to have to meet so that this doesn't happen. You need the word of God to really apply and be effective in your lives. Amen. So let's pray. Father, we love you. We honor you. We give you all glory, honor, praise, and thanks this day, Lord. We thank you for the blood of your son, Jesus, who has died on Calvary's cross for all of our sins. And Lord, thank you so much for that, Father, that you have given us an opportunity, Lord, to um, invest in you because you have invested in us, Lord. And we just thank you so much that we're learning more daily about your word, Lord God, and and, and how you function, Lord God, and how we need to function and apply your word, Lord, and not just go by rituals or, uh, or what we think, Lord, but what your word says that we need and should do. And Father, I thank you so much for that, Lord, because this, your word has made me understand you so much clearer, Lord God, and made us understand you so much clearer that I am so grateful for that, Lord, and I'm learning more that it doesn't take a lot of nonsense, Lord, or any games, Lord, to, to serve you, but just to love you and to do the things that you say do, and you're obligated to do what you said that you would do for us. And I thank you for that, Lord God. I thank you for honoring your word, Lord God, in season, out of season. Lord, no matter what we're going through and how we feel, Lord, you're still blessing us, Lord God. And, and I thank you for not withholding your hand from us, Father God. Lord, I, I, I ask, Father, that I decrease, Lord, that you increase in me, that you would speak through me this day, Lord God. That you would give me what to give your people, Father God. I thank you for that. Lord, that made the words in my mouth and the meditation in my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, my strength my Redeemer, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. Ooh, boy, oh boy. Listen, uh, let's get right to, uh, we'll pick up where we left off, but let's go to our theme scripture, okay? We're going to go 
All right, we're going to go back to Colossians chapter 3, but let's go to our theme scripture, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 1 through 16. And we're only going to read uh, just a couple of verses, okay, for time's sake, as, as we've been doing, all right? But please, in your own time, please read verses 1 through 16, all right, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 7. Now, concern the things of which you wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman is good for him not to touch it that's just so interesting nevertheless because of sexual immorality let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband let the husband render to his wife the affection due her and likewise also the wife to her husband we'll stop right there May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. And let's go back to where we left off on Wednesday. All right, let's go back. And uh, apparently Christ didn't come back because I know I've been gone. <laughs> All right, so let's go right back to where we left off. And we left off in Colossians chapter 3. And we stopped at verse number 8. All right, we did stop at verse number 8. Now... <clears throat> I know that uh, the, the the type of ministry that God has given given me that I, I talk about behavior a whole lot. I'm sure you know that we talk about behavior a whole lot. And listen, the devil's job, please never forget, is to kill, steal, and destroy. All right, and let me say this: by any means necessary, he is not going to let up. He is not going to stop doing that. He's going to continuously keep coming at you any way, shape, or form, all right? But with you serving and loving Christ Jesus, what happens here is the devil has to flee from you for a season. So you do get an opportunity where you get a little rest, but never put your guard down, all right? Well, how do we know that? Okay, when John the Baptist, all right, was baptizing Jesus Christ in the Jordan River, right? All right, for those that know this, this Bible story, uh, the Bible says that Jesus was immediately led, all right, into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be tempted of the devil. Isn't that something? Immediately to be tempted of the devil. Now, what I didn't say is that that was one of the two times that God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus Christ was on the scene all right, where God audibly spoke to everyone there. They heard him. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Now, when Jesus went up to the wilderness, all right, I mean, to, to uh, be tempted of the devil, what happened there was the devil tried to tempt Christ, and all Christ Jesus did was put the word of God. He just repeated what the scripture said to the devil. He did that three times. And after the third time, the Bible says, and Satan left for a season. All right. And some would, uh, some, some scholars say for a more inopportune time. In other words, he had to go and regroup. All right. All he did was put the word of God on him. Listen, that is all we have to do. But understand this. Christ Jesus stayed the course. 
he 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 was not going around uh trying to set up his own things all right he was not going around trying to manipulate people to support uh wrong okay he 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 was not um well if you're not uh doing what i say do and you're not in this group all right at my church then or or this family member then or, or giving me all your money then I don't want nothing to do with it. none of that none of that and and these are the things and again I said I know I say it a lot but be, because I hear this almost every day almost every day people complain about the behavior of the people in the church building they complain about it they say this is hey pastor night this is why I don't go this is why I don't go. I, I was talking to uh, uh, a pastor friend of mine the other day uh, that lives down south in the southern states of, in the United States of America, and he said that um, he said that there's a lot of people that come to his church because uh, they have outside church uh, to the parking lot church, and a lot of them are still in their pajamas, but they're sitting in their cars. They don't get out their car. He said, but they come. He said, well, they weren't going to church at all. And I said, isn't that a blessing? He says, yeah, our attendance has really went through the roof, increased. He said, and we're being blessed uh, also financially. He said, they're giving. He says, but the people are comfortable. He says, but they're getting the word of God. They're getting a complete service. And we cut out a whole lot of stuff that we didn't do. He said, we cut out a whole hour of our services. And I says, well, isn't that something? I said, so a whole lot of things that people were doing are doing that they shouldn't, that they don't need to do. Amen. A whole lot of people are doing things that they don't need to do. And listen, this is important for, for us. All right. This is important for us that uh, what we, we got to be careful of getting caught up in the wrong. And <clears throat> I, again, I know my ministry is a different type of ministry. Um, but I'm real big on application. Amen. I'm real big on application. Don't expect me to do something that you haven't taught me how to do. You know, I've seen that too many times growing up. I remember as a kid, boy, you know better. You know to do right. Do you know how many people expected us, and I'll say us, a lot of our generation to uh, just go and do like... Like, like we're grown as seasoned adults. We're kids. How, the Bible says train up a child in the way he would go. When he get older, he won't depart from it. Stop assuming people know things. Stop assuming your child knows exactly what to do. Listen, you train them what they need to do and what they don't need to do. Does that make sense? This is what the Word of God is doing for you and I. It's training us what to do and what not to do. Does that make sense to you? Now you tell me how difficult that is. But when people put all their stipulations on it, this is where a lot of the confusion comes in. Look, I know that when I was working on my job and I would check my portfolio, all right, because they would give you an annual, a quarterly and an annually um, uh follow-up on my investments or my pension, right? And I and I had the opportunity of following it. Well, now I, I can follow it on my cell phone, 
All right, well, of course, I'm getting my pension, but I do have some other investments, my wife and I, and we can follow them on our cell phones, all right, where you can track them every second of the day of exactly what your investments are doing and what they're not doing. It, that's technology today, but you have that ability so that you can see what it is that you need to do and you can monitor that. Look, you have the same ability with you as an individual. God is expecting you to monitor your behavior. Amen, Pastor Knight. Yes, he is. He's expecting you to monitor your behavior so that it does not interfere, right, with your investment in him and yourself. Look, do you believe you deserve better in life? Listen, you could be fine and you could be doing pretty good for yourself, but God has the best things for you. The deal is, do you want the best? See, everybody don't want the best. Me, yes, I do. I want everything that God has promised me, everything. And I'm not going to back off until I have everything that he, he has promised me. And then he calls me home and tells me, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the glory of the Lord. I want everything. I had things stolen from me. Listen, the Bible says everything that the devil stole, God will restore back to you twice, double. I'll take that. I will take that. Listen, it, as I share, we had land stolen from us. We had houses stolen from us. We had money stolen from us, family stolen from us. I mean, a lot of things. Yes, I want all that back. Amen. Yes, I do. Listen, this is a very corrupt society, folks. And and don't you think that if you don't do your homework and stay in Christ and, and stay on top of everything and you expect them to do right? Really? And you don't know? Oh, if you don't know, they're gonna they're gonna rake you over the coals. And you have to be mindful that there is an adversary out there called the devil. And the devil needs somebody to use. Hello? The devil needs somebody to use. God uses people, and so does the devil. The deal is, what side of the spectrum are you signed up for? What side of the spectrum? If you have not signed up and accepted the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior, you are working for the devil. The Bible says there's no in-between. He says, if, if you're lukewarm, that means if you're straddling the fence, you're trying to stay in the middle, God said he's going to spit you out of his mouth. He said, either you're going to be hot or you're going to be cold. It's an either or, folks. Listen, and that's in the Bible. All right, we'll read that another day, but it's in the book. Please look it up. God, you can be as nice as you want to be and do kind things all you want, but if Christ is not in your heart, you're, 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 you're just doing things. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. Because evil people know how to give good gifts according to the word of God. But the deal is, it's, you, you, uh, you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to die. One day. And you need to be prepared. Listen, I'm telling you, there's so many funerals. There's so many people dying constantly. Uh, and, and with the COVID the, that done re-kicked in some more, you know, it's never stopped, but it kicked in a little more. 
there's some places, hospitals and institutions that, I, that you can't even go and visit your loved ones because of COVID. Isn't that something? And I got all my shots, you know. And I don't put my faith in, my, in the shot. I put my faith in Christ Jesus. Because I personally don't, you know, I don't trust what people do as I share with you. I don't trust all what people do. Uh, I pray to God that you guide me, Lord God, and that you keep me and my family. And that whatever is in that injection, whatever's in the food that we're going to eat, whatever the water or soda or tea or coffee that we're going to drink, Lord, that you remove all impurities from this. And we're trusting and believing you in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't care if it's a piece of bubble gum. You need to pray over that to remove all impurities because you don't know. Look. God said, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Please, I can't emphasize that enough. Acknowledge God in every choice and decision that you have to make. And listen, your investment will pay out tremendously. I guarantee it. It will pay out tremendously. All right? So look, you got to stay the course. You gotta stay the course. Well, let's 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 pick up where we left off, okay, on um on Wednesday evening. All right, let's pick up where we left off. And please remember, our topic is do not pull out on your investment. Do not look. I can give you a happy shout service. Woo! Jump up and down and sweat. And by the time you get done, you're like, ooh, that felt good. And as soon as trouble comes. You're scratching your head on what to do. No, 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 no. Good soldiers are prepared. Good soldiers are prepared. All right? You need to be prepared for every situation of your life. And you're not going to like a lot of them. You're not going to like a lot of them, but that's life, right? You got to make sure that you guard your heart. Amen? Make sure that happens because... It's no one's responsibility but yours. And you're going to get a lot of talkers out there. You get a lot of people say things and they, they, they gang up against you. You let them do that. All right. But you let God show them wrong. You let God show them the truth. All right. Now, when God shows them the truth now, don't be nasty toward them. Now, you already know what they're capable of. And now you're going to have to deal with them differently but God wants you to love them, all right? But never be a fool for them again, all right? You, you hear me? God is going to show you them, and he's going to show them they're wrong as long as you're staying right in him. What you got to do is, what's going to happen here is you're going to learn to deal with them differently, amen? Learn to deal with them differently because people's actions are a big deal. Their actions speak louder than words all the time, okay? And you need to be mindful of that. So you don't get caught up and don't hate them. Don't hate them. No, don't hate them. You love them, but you know what you need to do. Amen? All right. And it happens with every single one of us. I'm sharing with you things that I have to do as well. All right. Verse number eight in Colossians chapter three. But now you yourselves are to put off all these 
all these. What are these? Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Ooh, put all, God does not want us to practice that, y'all. I know it feels, listen, I'm a pastor and there's sometimes there's some people push the envelope on you and, and those are some, some words that want to come out of my mouth and I have to remind myself, don't say that. Don't cuss them out, Tony. I know you want to. I know it's right there. I got to bite my tongue. <laughs> count to 10, count to 100, count to 1,000 if you have to. But don't say it. And don't practice that, all right? Well, what do we got to practice? Well, let's just keep reading. Verse 9, do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. Well, what happened when you put off the old man? That is when you had a, has had has accepted the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior. You know that confession that, that we say at the end of our services? When you have put accepted the Lord Jesus, now we need to practice what the Word of God says to do. Because the old man, listen, it feels good when you say that, right? But then you feel some kind of way sometimes. See, and remember, you can't take back what you say to people. And what you say is going to come back to you. Remember, Proverbs, I believe it's in chapter 18, death and life is in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruits thereof. So what you say to somebody else is coming back to you. So if you call them a blankety, blankety, blank, guess what's coming back at you? Mm, but it felt good and they done something. Yeah, it sure did. But it's going to come back at you. I know it felt good at the time, but you're not going to like it later on when it comes back at you. And sometimes it comes back the same day. Woo. And look, now you need to back up and look and say, why'd that happen? Well, what did I do? See, a lot of people hate to look at their own selves, okay, and, and realize, say, listen, I've caused this. It, 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 and when you start looking at you and say, man, my actions, I spoke to, I mean, what? Listen, God will bring back to your remembrance. When are you going to get humble enough to back off and say, you know what? I got to do better. I got to do better. In all, listen, in all of my ways, I must do better. All right. Now, verse 10. And have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Well, who's that? God created us. So now we're getting his knowledge. What is his knowledge? The word of God, the Bible. We're getting it into us. We're getting the word of God in here. So it gets in our heart. And the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, what? The mouth speaks. Listen to people's conversation. They are telling you what's in their heart. They're telling you that. Okay, now, I know you have conversations. I know my wife and I have conversations about things that people do to us, and we know what we're doing. And we purposely don't go out there to harm anybody. We, we've been practicing that since we've been together, day one. And a lot of you know me. You know I've never been about that. Never, I'm not telling you I'm perfect, but yeah, I, I messed up a few times, but I don't go out to purposely try to harm people. No, I don't do that. Nope, nope. That's not who I am, and I thank God that 
my parents raised us not to do that. They raised us that way. And, right, and I thank God for being under a strong community that encouraged you to do right. Amen. They encourage you to do right. Now, no matter what your color is, and I know a lot of you watch this program, and we have a very diverse multicultural ministry. My praise and worship team, we have 15 praise and worship leaders, and when I say that, uh, band members, and, and, and 14 of them are all Caucasian, and there's only one of, 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 of color, uh, black, and people look at me and say, how do you do that? I says, God set this up. I didn't, but I thank God for my upbringing. I grew up in the predominantly white area, all right, uh, majority, big time, and we got along well. There's some that didn't get along, but the majority of us, we get along, and we get along even great today as brothers and sisters. You'd be surprised because of the respect that we learn from home and our community, and we practice it still to this day with each other. It's doable, it, but it's what you're taught, and then it's what you're exercising. Are you practicing good, good behavior habits? Oh, yeah, I know Pastor and I talk about this a lot, but I'm re reading it right here in the book. And you can never let up on it, and people do. Well, can't we learn about, somebody asked me, can we learn about uh, the, the end of times? Well, when it's time, when it's time, I'm only giving you what the Holy Spirit gives me to give to you every week. I do not go out and say, I'm going to teach this this week. I don't do that. I'm led by the Spirit of God. Lord, what do you want me to give your people today? Now, I would like to do other things, but I'm not trying to do this thing Tony's way. I'm just a vessel that God uses in, his area, in my area of gifting. That's it. All right. Now, we can get into a whole, I got a lot of books, a whole lot of stuff and studying material we could get into. All right. But, but this is what God has me doing, and this is what I'm going to do. All right, and I know it's being a blessing to you in your lives. And I know it is mine. Amen. Uh, so we know that God created us, okay? And, and he's trying to get us the knowledge and groomed into him. All right, groomed into him. Uh, my, my children, somebody, my, 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 was my, my sisters was telling me, some of my, my, my blood sisters, my biological sisters, they say, boy, you sure do act like daddy, our father, you know. And I said, and I look at a lot of things that I do in my own home. And I say, boy, I, I said, man, isn't that something? <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I do a lot of cooking. All right. Uh, there's a lot of things. My dad was very big on his home. Um, he wasn't concerned about what somebody else was doing. He wanted to make sure his home was right and everything was in order. And he wasn't concerned about people were saying in the street. He wasn't concerned about that. As long as his home was in order, he knew he was doing his part. And you know that's really your responsibility to make sure your home is in order. That's why you don't have time to be concerned about what somebody else is not doing or doing in their own home. It's none of your business. You tend to what's going on where you live at and where you stay. You keep your house clean. You keep it serviced and in order. You keep, listen, uh, excellent integrity. 
in your walk, in your home. Teach your children. Be loving. Be kind. Be gentle. You be these things, all right? And you'll be fine. You'll see your life will go so much smoother. And, and remember, listen, I, I heard somebody say that the more truthful you are, the smaller your crowd is. The more you lie and, and talk, try, you know, and, and get into things, the bigger your circle. And then when trouble comes, guess who leaves first? When you start doing what's right, they break camp because they don't want nothing to do with that. Because your light starts shining and exposing them and what's going on there. And let me tell you, when that happens, I'm going to tell you, it hurts. And sometimes it's lonely. It's a lonely feeling because you're going to look and say, wow, it's just, I didn't realize so many people like that, but God will place, he will take the wrong people out of your life and he will place the right people in your life. And listen, sometimes it's family, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a stranger, sometimes it's not. You don't know who God is going to use in your life to give you the love that you need, all right, so that you can feel accepted and appreciated. You don't know who that is. And listen, if you're getting it from your family, God bless you. That's a beautiful thing. If you're not getting it from your family, God bless you. Still could be a beautiful thing. But wherever God is giving it to you from and it's positive of God, be thankful for that. Amen. All right. Verse 11. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised or, excuse me, nor uncircumcised, circumcised barbarian, Scythian. All right, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. You see that? No matter what a person's circumstances are, it does not matter. Christ Jesus still loves you. That's why you need to be careful of how and what you do and what you say. God loves everybody. You heard me say that I have a friend of mine who's in the Italian mafia, and his job is to is to cut people's throats. His job is to kill people, all right? And and you say, he's a friend. Yeah, yeah, he's a friend of mine. He's uh, I don't have to deal with him in that aspect. To him, it's just his job. And as I shared with you before, I, I don't support what he does, what he do, but that's just who he is. He, he believes that that's just his job. That's how it was in his community, all right, in his home growing up. So to him, it's just a job. Like you go on your lunch break, he can, he can wipe somebody out and go on his lunch break and eat a sandwich and be sitting right there with the person that he just done in. And to me, that's the weirdest thing. But to him, it's not. But God still loves him. Isn't that cruel? <laughs> and it don't even sound nice, do it? No, it don't. And no, it is not. But God still loves him. That's what's right. That's what's right about that. That person still has an opportunity to repent. Isn't that something? I know, I know gang members that are head gang members and of the different gang groups. I well, Listen, I come across every walk of life as a pastor. You'd be amazed of the people that I have to come across, that I come across, and I have to mentor them and, and share the word of God with them. And listen, with no fear, because technically you would think, you're not supposed to be around them people, pastor. They still, God's, God still loves them, right? So, so are you telling me that you have, um, 
that you have a monopoly on God? When we just read here, circumcised or uncircumcised Greek or Jew, all right, a Scythian or slave or nor or free, but God love Christ loves everybody. God loves everybody. If you're living today and you're watching this, and you would be if you're watching, listen, God loves you, and He has given you another opportunity to get it together and to do right. So you see people out there and they're still doing the same things. It's because God loves them and he's given them an opportunity to get it together. But our behavior, you hear Pastor Knight again, our behavior will show them. The Bible says, let your light so shine. Yours. You're responsible for you and yours, right? Let your light so shine that men, people, can see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Not just doing nice things, but you're doing godly things, which illuminates your light shining in you, and you don't see your light, but other people see your light. See, that is God's investment in you to let you know that God is alive in you, and other people see it. Just like you can see another person's light. And that is more proof that God is who he say he is. And people say, well, there's something different about you. Yeah, these people ask me, hey, Pastor Knight, hey, chap, how you doing? Man? Hey, all right, now I got to talk to him. I got to share things. Uh, as you know, I'm part of the Gloucester County Prosecutor's Office. I'm one of their chaplains. And... And when we're out there on the scene, we're not out there in the nicest of scenery now. There's all kind of stuff that you see. And, and you're going to have to be spiritual enough to handle these situations because it is at its height of anger and everything else that can go wrong. And if you're not right, you're in trouble. And when I mean you're right, your spirit man is not right. You, you're in trouble and you can create more of a havoc if you're not doing living right through the word of God. See, God loves everybody. And when circumstances come up, listen, people like me, you got to go out there to help diffuse the police officers and also the public. Man, let me tell you this, this it, serving God is it. Listen, it's, it's a responsibility just like you do. You have in life. You have a responsibility to do what's right. There's too many people complaining about the behavior. I was watching on the news today on uh, in, in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area, Channel 10, the, the young kids that are, in, that are in cars and they're in Center City and they're, they're, they're doing donuts and, and, and drawing crowds and shooting guns and, and fire. They're doing all kind of foul things toward the public and the public scared. And people, even the police officers, are afraid to say something. Really? The Bible talks about a lawless society. Now, now, for those that asked about for um, <clears throat> the book of Revelations and the end of times, listen, you're seeing a lot of these things happening. These are signs. All right? Stay with our services and you'll see. Listen, you're not going to get it all in one, at one time. It's a process. The Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah, so it shall be 
when the Son of Man comes back. In the last days and time, what we're seeing is what was happening during Noah's time. So they didn't have cars, but they had other things they were doing. All right. A lot of sin. Lust was in the air. Listen, lovers of their own selves. All right. I've never seen so many gym commercials and bodies where people just focus in on them. You, that's nice. You keep working out. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're not going to always have that six pack. <laughs> Gravity's going to take its course sooner or later. The older you get, the more gravity. That skin's just going to start dropping off slowly. All right now. Okay. I know you, you look good now, and God bless you. Okay. But, uh, you talk to somebody older that keeps working out like you have, and, and, and you're going to go through changes, and you're going to need to have people that love you for you, like God loves you for you. And he wants you to show, he wants to show you that, listen, um, he talks about uh, bodily exercise profits little, the Bible says. Bodily exercise profits little. Listen, you can walk and eat well and, and, and maintain and you'll be fine. You can always do sit-ups and push-ups, all right? And you'll be fine. But time is going to tell. So that can be a great investment in you. You eat right and you walk. Take a walk, all right? Take a good walk. All right, drink plenty of water. Eat a lot of fruits and vegetables with seeds, okay? All right, the seedless stuff is something's taken away from now. I don't really want to get in that. But it, the Bible says every seed produces after its own kind. Everything's supposed to have a seed, some kind of seed. If it's a fruit or vegetable, you're supposed to have, it should be a seed. If there's no seeds in there, then that is genetically enhanced and it's missing something. There's a reason why God has seeds in everything, all right, to reproduce. So that means everything that was in that fruit is in that seed. And you and I need it because we are and we come from the dust of the ground, everything. Amen. So you be mindful. I know I love the seed. I like the seedless grapes and all that. But boy, oh boy, I was glad when I first was introduced to a seedless grape. But when I got older, I started understanding the importance of seeds. I said, oh, I need the seeds. I said, wow. I said, okay, there's something there. Listen, there's all kind of cancers and diseases that's happening from this enhanced food. I've never seen so many different types of cancer in my life. My dad lived with cancer from 1966 to 1986 and it ran through his entire body until he died and listen i got teased by some people because my dad wasn't able to do some things but he functioned every day to the best of his ability and he never complained he cooked he 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 paid bill he done everything that he was supposed to do as a father but he couldn't go outside and throw the football with me Right. He couldn't go to my track meets and sit down. And, you know, there was something, a lot of things he couldn't do that other parents, fathers could do. And and people were, a lot of times, people weren't sympathetic to uh, people that had cancer. And, and we kept it quiet because we didn't talk about it. And But yet I had everything I needed. And he would tell me that. He says, boy, you got everything you need here. What more do you need? You just wanting." I said, wow, once I've learned to, that he showed me how to separate my needs from my wants, my life got a lot better. 
I said, that's why he was so adamant about making sure that I understood needs over wants. And this is what I'm sharing with you. We need the word of God. We need that. We, people want you to want what they have. All right. Their mess. And I'm trying to show you to avoid that mess and need the word of God. Amen. Because the word of God is the only thing that's going to save and keep us, according to the Bible. That's the only thing. Nothing else. All right. And the more you stay with it. See, you've been watching these programs every week, twice a week, because you've been noticing a difference in your lives. And God has been blessing you differently. And you're like, wow, this never happened before. And this is all I'm telling you. Look. I got over 20-something years of experience as a minister and 11 years coming November, the first Sunday in November, as a pastor. 11 years of pastoring. And yes, as I shared with you before, I've seen a lot of games. I had no idea how horrible it is in, in leadership in church buildings. It's horrible, folks. It's terrible. Listen, I'm thankful that I was exposed to it. And the Lord showed me to uh, don't do that. He said, all your ministerial training, I've learned what not to do. Holy Spirit told me that. I said, wow. And then confirmed it twice with two different people in two different states that didn't even know me. I said, wow. And my family was there. My wife and children were there. They looked at me like, wow, Dad. I said, yeah. And I said, we, I've learned what not to do. Well, how did I learn what to do? By getting in the word of God myself and seeing what's right and grateful that my parents and the community I grew up in, there was a tremendous ton of integrity on how to live and do what's right. And they stayed on you about that. They did not support wrong. And my old pastor, Reverend Wills, God bless his soul. All right. He went on. He lived a hundred years. He, he told me, he said, you'll never make a good yes man because you, because you were raised under my ministry. That's why home life is so important, people. That's why it's so important. Look, stop expecting society and our government to train our children and especially your school teachers and the police officers. That is your responsibility to teach little Johnny and Sally or whatever you want to call your kids' names. And, all right, uh, listen, that's your responsibility to train them correctly and to break the behavior. And it, yes, communities help do that. You just can't do that in your own home. Your neighbors see your little boy or girl doing something wrong, yet yeah, they should be able to, listen, that's not right. Don't do that. And don't you go and fight with your neighbor because they told them they're wrong. You shut that avenue down. Shut it down because we're seeing in society that society is out of control. And people are not saying nothing. They're having small little groups talking. And people are afraid. I'm not afraid. You're going to have to step up. You're going you're gonna to have to shut this stuff down. Listen, we live here now. It's our turn. Are you going to be responsible enough to stand up for what's right and truth? That's what I'm talking about. Stand up for truth, not what you believe, 
What does the word of God say do? That's why I'm I'm no longer no Democrat or Republican. Uh, listen, I'm an independent individual. It, Lord, who's the best candidate? All right, I got a meeting tomorrow with a bunch of pastors about voting. All right, listen, I am for, Lord, who is the best candidate that you would have for me to vote for? And Lord, because you've given me the authority and the power through prayer, and my life is lining up with according to your word, it is our responsibility to pray for whoever is in office. And no matter who it is, you pray for them that God will guide their heart and they would do right by the people, amen, of God, all right, of the people, by the people, for the people, but being led by God. So it don't matter who's in office, all right, God still has that authority through our prayers to touch their hearts. Read it. It's in the book, y'all. We're supposed to pray for, God said he controls the hearts, the king of the heart. That he can place in their heart to do. Look what Pharaoh did, all right, when it came to Moses. Look, Pharaoh couldn't kill Moses. And he could have just said, wipe him out right then and there. And it would have been done. God didn't allow that to happen. God can, listen, he placed in Pharaoh's heart what to do. Isn't that something? Again, we won't get into that because we got to finish up here. All right, there's much more. But I'm telling you, God is powerful and almighty. Don't underestimate the power of God, folks. Don't underestimate him. But watch people. People got some men. Listen, don't forget, the devil needs somebody to use. Just pray. I pray that it's not you. Verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God... Holy and beloved, put on tender mercies. The elect, that means those who have given their life to Christ Jesus. You are now the elect. You are a child of the king. Now, this is what God is telling you to do. He didn't say, he says, put on tender mercies, comma. He didn't say go and find out their bylaws, because we done read that already, right? Because of the traditions of men, what did God say? It makes God's word non and void. It don't work. Because of that. So now he's telling us what we need to do. Put on tender mercies. What's tender mercies, Pastor Knight? Well, I'm glad you asked. Now, tender mercies are the very personal and individualize it tell it's your responsibility to do this look i see my boy spike on here spike yo what's up spike hey miss brenda house things in philadelphia pennsylvania uh, and miss brenda it you hey shannon how's my god sister doing look it is your responsibility for you to put on personal and individualized blessings. This is what tender mercies are. They're God's blessings. It's strength. It's protection. Assurances. Guidance. Loving kindness. Consolation. Support. 
and spiritual gifts, plural, which we receive from and because of and through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how we get this. It is your responsibility to put those things on. Now, kindness is checked out. Now, now kindness. Now, the next thing we read is kindness, right? Now, kindness is selfless, compassionate, and merciful. <laughs> it's greatest. Now, check this out. Now, now I know you know this. It, it's greatest power. Check this out. It's revealed in practice to our enemies. <laughs> and amongst the least of these. Look, the, now, when you got to put on tender mercies and kindness to the people that's doing you dirty and wrong. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. Now, Spike, I, I, I know you, I know you're an ex-officer of the law. You, you, you put your gun down. <laughs> and you're a trained Rottweiler. You don't do that. Look, look, look. You gotta, you gotta give kindness and 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 and, and demonstrate self-control and compassion to, to your enemies. Does that make any sense? <laughs> It don't make no sense, but in God's world, it does. Because those people need love. Christ already died on Calvary's cross for all of us. Amen? He already died on Calvary's cross. And we know that. The world knows that. Now they need to see it through you. <laughs> and I. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Look. I'm gonna tell you right now, Pastor and I don't feel like doing that. I feel I feel like doing some other things. But that's where self-control comes in. And that's selfless. You 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 just don't think about you. Don't think about you and what what you wanna do, because what you wanna do will get you in trouble. You got to do what the word of God says do so that you don't get in trouble and you win the person. Now, there are people that you got to separate yourself from because no matter how much kindness and tender mercies that you give them, it's not enough. There's some people that they know you're going to do that. They know you're going to do that. And to them... That's you putting your guard down. <laughs> I'll say it again. To them and their thinking, that's you putting your guard down. And they go right back to what they were doing, trying to do you in privately. Oh, look. And remember what I've been sharing with you in the past. God, listen, the Holy Spirit will show you those spirits in those persons. So that you know how to deal with them and shut them down. Remember, didn't Jesus call them hypocrites? He said, you hypocrites. Look, you're going to have to call them out on the carpet. And I'm not talking about duking with them. I'm talking about you're going to have to call them out and tell them exactly what they're doing. Because they need to know that you know. 
Oh, past the night, that might rock them. Well, guess what? They rocking you. And you let them know, hey, listen, I know exactly what. You just call it out and tell them exactly. And either they're going to straighten up or they're going to exit you. Don't be afraid to stand up for what's right now. Christ wasn't no punk now. He told them straight up, hey, look, hey, look, this is the deal. And look, Peter, Peter carried a knife all the time. Remember he cut the soldier's ear off when they was when they were going to take Christ? Look, I'm not telling you to cut off nobody's ear, but Jesus has some interesting people around him. Paul, here you had Paul, who, again, the Bible calls him the chief sinner. Paul murdered more people than, than Hitler and everybody else combined. Uh, Paul, was he wiped people out. He had no problem with that. Now, of course, I don't know the exact number with Paul, but they say he killed a lot of people. He was known for it to where as though his reputation was, was fear. He had a lot of fear. He placed a lot of fear when they heard that word Saul, his name. They knew what that meant. You're a Christian. You, you done. Now he ended up writing three quarters of the New Testament in the Bible. See, just like my friend, all right, the, mafia, the guy with the mafia, just like him. Listen, that was Paul. That was Paul, or Saul at the time before, before Christ changed his name. And, and look, wrote over three quarters of the New Testament. That's why I believe God can, he can save my friend. He can save your friend. Because God still loves them, and God can use them. See, the good thing I like about Paul and, 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 and my friend, who, of course, I, for, I won't share their, their name, is that once Paul got, got saved, he never looked back. He, see, Paul lived a life of, Paul was straight up. You knew what you was dealing with when you dealt with Paul. Paul didn't, didn't uh, pitter-patter around with people. He was straight up. So when he got saved, his personality was still the same way. It's just that he went from serving the devil to serving Christ. And he had the same ambition and the same drive in serving God as he did when he served the devil. And what man wants you to do is to switch over to God. Yeah, but serve me. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't never hear Pastor Knight telling you to serve me. And, and you won't. Don't do that. I'm a man. I'm a man. That's all I, I'm a, I'm a man saved by grace. All right. You serve and fall in love with Jesus Christ. I appreciate you loving me and respecting me. I do as I appreciate and I do the same to you. All right. But don't fall in love with you fall in love with Christ Jesus because I'm subject to mistakes at any given time, just like you are, but not Christ, not God. No, 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 not them. So, so when Paul gave his life over, it, it was easier for, for him to follow instructions on what to do because God proved his love to him, just like he's doing to you and I right now. How much more do you need to see that God loves you? You already got enough proof. You watching me. 
<laughs> and, and, and he's been proven in your own life and, and you still doubt it? So who, who really had the problem? Paul, who was an extremist killer, became an extremist man of God promoting the word of God. Extreme. Whatever he did, he did it, he did it wholeheartedly and correctly. So why would you want to dilly-dally around instead of just doing it right? Listen, don't pull out on your investment. You got to do what's right. And you got to stay the course. And you got to run hard. Run hard. Listen, it is your life. You're going to have what you say. You're going to have what you live and what you do. You're going to have that. Individual lies, personal lies. You're going to have that. No one else can do it for you. If you're not blessed the way that you believe you should be, it's probably because you still got a lot of mess in you that God is weeding out of you. And you don't know how deep those roots are and how long they are. That God's got to get those selfish, selfish, selfish ways out of you. And it's only going to happen through the word of God and your actions. Put on tender mercies. Put on kindness. You got to do that. And it'll work for you. I'm telling you. And, and when you got to practice this with people, that's who you're going to get practice with. It's nice when no one's around, but you're going to have to practice these things. This is what I'm talking about. Behavior. Hello. There's no getting around it. And if we talk about it every week, then we talk about it. But you can't let up. You can't stop. Your behavior is a constant thing that's being monitored. Your behavior. Y'all do it all the time with people. Yo, don't go over there. They act a fool. Act a fool. Huh? Behavior. Oh, they good people there. Behavior. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that Christ has been raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the mouth confession is made unto righteousness. Listen. All this happens when you invite Christ into your heart. That is your starting ground. And you may have done that already. But when back on your word, Christ says, the Bible says that you left me, I didn't leave you. It's the same confession. So repeat after me if you want to accept the Lord. Please let me know if you choose to do that, all right? It's important. Listen, I like to know it's important for me to know because that's what I'm about, saving souls and changing lives, amen? Listen, that's what this ministry is all about. So repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I receive you as my Savior, Master, and Lord. Satan, you no longer have a stronghold on me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, heaven rejoices when one soul gets saved. Say, so do I. Listen, please share this on your page, all right? Please go to those Roku TV and Apple devices and the different ones that you see listed here and share it with your family and friends, all right? 
And listen, because we on the boob tube, y'all. <laughs> yeah, we on the TV tube. Say, listen, and we want to continue for this, for God's word to spread. Our goal is to reach billions and billions of people every day. Every day. It's very doable. All right. Thank you for the ones, all you that are continuously supporting this ministry. You are a, such a blessing to my wife and I, and we're so grateful for that. And again, we're believing God for a church building. If that's what God has for us, thank you, God. If that's what you don't want us to have, thank you. But this ministry is still going to keep going on. Please remember, we are a fully functioning operating church legally. Amen. By the laws of the United States of America, the land. And look, we are going to continue to serve God and do what's right in and through him. Amen. And I pray that you don't let folks manipulate you. And hey, listen, stay the course. Stay the course and don't give up on your investment. And I guarantee it that you will live a tremendous, successful, fulfilled life in and through Christ Jesus. Amen. Love y'all. Enjoy the rest of this day. And if Christ don't come back before Wednesday, see you when? Wednesday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Love y'all.